don't look rich. <laughs> Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. Jimmy the Blueprint as usual. We got B. Austin as usual. Uh, Super Bowl 55 is a few short days away, so we'll continue our coverage of the big game and discuss other things going on in the world of sports. So sit back, relax, and hang out with us for another briefing in the war room. Of course, you can get in on the conversation by signing in right now to the Bodyhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your call on the, on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. But look, whether you're with us live or not, we just got to remind you always that during the week, um, anytime we're not live on the air, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our other partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, uh, either on our own website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. So shout out to everybody on the network. Um, there's never an excuse to miss an episode of The War Room after further review, the Broad Street Line, Tissue and a Tape. Uh, there's never an excuse. Uh, John Appetit, On the Couch with the Wilsons. Yo, catch it all. Don't miss an episode. What up, homies? What's going on, man? Another Super Bowl. It's really <laughs> Yo, really like hoodie. It, I, was just, I was just talking to you. It don't feel like it, but you know it is what it yeah. is. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. definitely different. And y'all know me, my 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 over under for the season was week six, but you know once we passed week six, I just had that you know tell myself like who are you fooling? You know the NFL don't care about these players. They weren't gonna shut down regardless of what happened. Um, yeah. Tom Brady would have had to pass away on the field for them to shut down the season. So yeah. here we are. We still might have kept it moving. Fifty-five, probably, probably. They'd been like, we still got. They'd have been like, we still got Aaron. <laughs> they they'd have just had to dedicate everything to Tom. Everything you saw would have Pretty been you know, a, a tribute to the, to to the uh, quote unquote goat. Shout out to one of your favorite boxes, well. One of your Yo. notorious boxes. I ain't gonna name no names, but you on the war room, Woody. You know who you are. You listen. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Be awesome starting early tonight. All right, so um, I know. Yeah, man. Lot a lot of stuff going on there. Oh, this is our eleventh Super Bowl that we're covering here in the war room. It's crazy, man. The years fly by. Number eleven. So let's get into it, man. We got to talk some NBA stuff first, and you know we're gonna talk some a little bit about the Super Bowl. Uh, not gonna get too deep into the analysis because that's what we usually reserve for our our final Super Bowl coverage episode, which is the pregame tailgate. Um, check your check your local listings. They like to say that, but no, really check our our 
our website, check our social media pages for the time. Of course, that's going to be Sunday sometime before the game, most likely in the morning, but y'all can check our social media uh, to get the time if you want to be a part of that show live and call in and give you Super Bowl predictions and all of that stuff. So uh, make sure you do that. But right now, we're going to get into these hot topics, which live of course are brought direct. to you by my bookie. What did you say? And I was saying, you said tune in. I'm saying live and direct. Make sure oh, they know yeah. to tune in. No doubt. Don't make sure um, you don't put the T on the end of direct. <laughs> hot <laughs> topics brought to you by my bookie. Um, look, man, it's time for y'all to make some sp- some some money sports betting in my bookie. If you still haven't checked out my bookie, it's time to get your mattress Mac on. Time to place your bets. The Super Bowl is almost here, and with all the prop bets and all of that nonsense. <laughs> You can try to make some bread off the big games or lay down some dough on all of the biggest games in sports, not just the Super Bowl. And, you know, with us and thousands of other online players, we place in bets at mybookie.ag. Again, that's mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your money. You get it fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting. So you can place wages after you find out which players receive the Super Bowl haircut of death. So join now. In my book, you'll match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word. That'll activate your offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. All right, let's start in the association, man. There's a lot of news going on in the association. And we're going to start off with the NBA Players of the Week uh, for this week. Um, we got a We got a back-to-back winner out west. And uh, Nikola Jokic, the Joker, has won it again. And in the East, we got James Harden now from your Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Out West, the Joker put up 30.8 points per game, 10.8 rebounds on 62.3% shooting from the field. And his Denver Nuggets went 3-1 for the week. The Beard, on the other hand, you know, his scoring's down because he's playing with two other jackboxes. He averaged 25.3 points, 11.3 assists. That's where he's going to earn his money on this Nets team. 7.3 rebounds, and the Nets went 3-1 and one for the week. So, yeah, 11.3 assists. It's not like we haven't seen this before. I mean, we've seen this for a whole year in Houston. He averaged about 11-plus assists, led the league in assists. So we know he can do that because, you know, he likes to pound the ball, so the ball is always in his hands. But – how valuable is this going to be on this particular team if he can ratchet down his shooting and his scoring a little bit, get his assist numbers up? I mean, do y'all see him being like more um, so of the point guard of this team than Kyrie? And they just let Kyrie yeah. just score? Kyrie Kyrie's going to be upset. Uh, well, you never know what Kyrie's going to be. I, I don't really tune in his emotions or what he's thinking about. As far as he's concerned, he's living on Jupiter and is definitely flat. It's not round. Um, but <laughs> if you can move Kyrie into a position where offensively he's your two guard, he's good enough. He can, he's, he's a good enough shooter that he can work off the ball, even though you don't want Kyrie with his handle off the ball. But in this particular case, if you can put Kyrie off the ball, Harden is actually good enough at with his point guard skills. You can put him at the one, and then you got that monster who's seven feet still lying to people saying he's six ten. 
playing at the three. I, I, I it, it's kind of what he did in Cleveland with LeBron, where you know LeBron consistently lied to us and said he's not the point guard, but he really was the point guard. And Kyrie wasn't playing the one, only in name. And you can do the same thing in in this situation. Yeah, from what I've watched of this big three so far, you know, and and Kyrie is not taking a backseat because I keep hearing a lot of people call Kyrie like their third scorer. And that just that hasn't been true, and I don't think it's going to be true. Um, as much as we thought Kyrie wanted to handle the ball, it seems like he's okay with being able to, you know, keep scoring the way he was scoring and let James Harden be more of the facilitator. So I, Kyrie don't look like he's going to be a third scorer. He looks like he's going to keep that, that title as the second scorer, but – Offensively, it works, man. You're getting damn near, you know, 85, 90 points a game but, from these but what three. About, but what about but on the defensive that? end? Yeah, it's where because you said Kyrie's off the ball. They're putting Kyrie off the ball on offense and defense because you know on defense they hiding him in a corner somewhere, and that's not like the beard has been given a little bit more effort on defense, probably because he has to. He's looking at Kyrie like, man, you can't have two of me in the same lineup. But I don't know, you know, we know even when he shows efforts, there's lapses. So I don't know how long that's going to play out with him actually giving the defensive effort that I've seen in the past few games. Yo, all I'm going to say is I forgot how dumb nice Kyrie is. Y'all watch that Clippers game? (laughs) Yo, yo, Kyrie better than the beard too. Yo, Kyrie is dumb nice. And it's funny because because of his off-the-court the uh, behaviors and antics, you forget how when he's locked in. Yeah, he's plus super plus nice. everybody so already was... hate him because because of the LeBron saga. So <laughs> yo, he, he, yo, that I was watching the Clippers game like this supposed to be a finals preview, uh, you know, possible final. He was giving Bro. them everything they wanted, known the man. Like, like <laughs> yo, three three pointers, mid range game, drops, layup, like the Rod Strickland type layups. Like that's crazy what I know. Kyrie, is, Kyrie is dumb, nice and. Shouldn't defer to none of them dudes. That, he nice. Like he he's that guy, man. I forgot. Yeah, and I, I just want to apologize to you. Hey, Yo, I, I, I want to apologize to the brother, man. <laughs> he's like, don't yeah, defer. He's better, he better than the. He's better than the beard. He is. <laughs> There's no hesitation. He is. He, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he is. I mean, Durant, Durant is otherworldly, so I'm not even going to play that game. But I forgot how dumb nice Kyrie is. I just want to put that out there, man. Like, well, that whole idea I know of who, being the third scorer. I know who nicer you know. than all them cats. Jimmy's man, Fred Van Vliet, with the 54-point oh, game. Van Vliet, man. H- Yo, I think yeah. you put it out there, man. At this point, is he the HOF or FOE? Like, Fred Van Vliet is, is a Hall of Famer at this point, man. Like, he's a legend, man. Like, yo, shout out to, 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 to the homie like, Robert Morland, uh, from Bruin yo, Feed. F- he said, uh, "He said Van Vliet is your favorite point guard's favorite point guard." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Van Vliet. Let's always talk about these dudes that don't matter. Let's have a conversation about Spencer Dinwiddie and Fred Van Vliet. Go yo, ahead, those two best players in the league, dog. Dinwiddie need to come back. That's that's crazy though because when he comes back. They're going to have another dude who can score whenever he wants to. Um, the Nets, man, they they just talented offensively. Um, we're going to see how yeah. far that's going to take them. But, yeah, offensively. They're going to have to just outscore everybody. They're going to beat everybody 140 to 130. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. They're putting up 70s numbers. 
<laughs> All right, so uh, those are your your NBA players of the week. Um, it's that time, early month, so we're going to talk also about NBA players of the month. Again, Nikola Jokic, <laughs> the Joker, getting it in on the West for the whole month of December. Well, you know, they started late in December, so it's kind of the end of December and whole January. Uh, he averaged 26.8 points per game, 11.8 rebounds, 8.6 assists. And his team in that span went 12-8. and eight. On the east side of things, we got Philly's own Joel, the process, Embiid, who through the month averaged 28.3, 11.1 uh, that shit that says assists, but that's rebounds. Uh, on 54.4% shooting from the field, and the 76ers went 15 and 6 to start the season in that time. I just want to say a, little, a couple things about Embiid as well, man. You watch him lately. Like, I found myself saying the same thing last night watching Embiid that Jimmy just said about Kyrie Irving. Like, I used the exact same words. Like, yo, Joel Embiid is dumb nice. And it's like, when he gets into that serious mode, which you've seen a little bit more of so far this season, looks like he wants to be the best. And, you know, he's not just playing around and, and clowning and all that kind of stuff. Yo, this dude can't be stopped, man. He can't be yeah. stopped. Only problem is, and, like he did this past week, we put a couple games together like that, but he seemingly does that and then, like, Disappears and then come back and shows you again. It's like he wants to remind you every once in a while that he's the best player in the league. But then he'll have a couple of nights where you're like, "Where is he?" You 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 feel that this season so far? I mean, it's been a short. No, 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 this but that's what, that's not a, no, no. But, that, but oh, okay. that's why I said that. No, no, that's definitely. That's what why he, I said that he, he's he put them together. But that that's been his right. mo. Right, right. And that's what I'm saying right now. Maybe it's, maybe maybe it's Glenn Rivers. It might be, but. And and the crazy part is his game just looks – it even looks more refined. He doesn't do – it's like it was hard for him – it's hard to stop him at any point in his career. But he'd have those moments where he'd have, a you know, a whole lot of brain lapses, a whole lot of stupid turnovers. Mm-hmm. He's passing better out of the double team now. His moves look even crazier. His three-pointers even are a little bit more in the flow, and he's making them at a higher clip, but he's just not out there settling. Um, He's facing up a little bit more. It's not always back to the basket, but he faces up, and you just can't stop his moves, man. He's crazy. So, you know, I'm hoping this Y'all know what what happened. (laughs) Y'all know why. What happened? He converted to that religion, and he he went to see the imams. I know what it means. Not with not, not, not with that woman. Not with baby moms. No, I'm about to say not with baby moms. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. For this summer, <laughs> this summer uh, yeah. I think he reverted more to Malcolm Little this summer than than this summer. <laughs> <laughs> Never before. Oh, he no. tried to he make him Malcolm Max. I think he went to Malcolm Little. Yeah, he went to Malcolm Little. over the Detroit. Summer. He went about? to Detroit Red. Yeah, oh, he took him. <laughs> Yeah, he pretty pretty much, but and but what's crazy? What's the the craziest part about this whole thing is it's not like there was a regular off season. Like them dudes just left the bubble a, a couple of weeks ago <laughs> before the season started. So it's like 
you had all this or were you in the gym like 10 hours a day for the so you got to give you got to give it to Glenn. Yo, Glenn is doing his thing. Yeah, I, I guess you got to give him some credit. Um, and when he was hired, though, that that was my thing. I'm like, all right, Glenn, Glenn Rivers is a player's coach. Like, they like him. They respect him. You know, no matter what I might think of him as a, 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 a pure coach, like, players like him. So I think the Sixers, you know, they definitely needed somebody like that that they could respect more. I think with Brett Brown, they got to that point where, you know, we just out here balling. We don't really respect this dude. Um, because, I mean, you would hear it in his, in his like, speeches when he went in front of the, the press. Like, he would go out there and they would ask him, why isn't Joel in the post more? Why aren't you getting him the ball? And he his answers used to be silly, kind of like, you know, like he lets them dudes do what he wants. Or even if he says, you know, I want him down there more, the next game comes and Joel's shooting, like, seven three-pointers it makes it obvious that they kind of lost respect for the dude. So um, we'll see. And speaking of, of Doc, Doc was uh, Eastern Conference Coach of the Month um, for December and January as well. So the Sixers are rolling on all cylinders right now. And no matter how much they're rolling, every day all the fans are talking about is them making a trade. We need to make a trade. For what? <laughs> They're the one seed in the Eastern Conference right now. And all you hear from the fans is we need to make a trade. Can y'all explain Philadelphians to me? A whole bunch I mean, of robs. Yo, <laughs> trade, get Brian, get KD, get Kyrie, get Beard. Yo, get AD. Get somebody. somebody. All right, so, um, and one more thing. The NBA Rookies of the Month. Uh, be else ain't gonna like this because he he ain't down with our family. Um, Lamelo Ball showing his ass, and I and I'm loving it. Um, he's the Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month, and Tyrese Halliburton from the Sacramento Kings is the Western Conference Rookie of the Month. Uh, Halliburton averaged 11 points, 5.4 assists, 3.4 rebounds. Lamelo Ball off the bench, averaging 12.2. Point six point one assists and five point nine rebounds per game, and I forgot the stat exactly, but they have a better record when Lamelo plays twenty six minutes or more. Um, much better record when he does than when he doesn't play twenty six minutes. Overrated. <laughs> Use a hater. No, I ain't Yo, no, I mean, the, just, the, data, is, the data is clear. Color, the data is clear. When Boy plays, they, 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 they win. Data. When he don't play, they lose. It's a celebration of uh, certain things that's wrong in this country. So the one rookie of the week has the last name Halliburton, probably one of the largest plantations in U.S. history. And the other boy's dad is imitating Jack Johnson. Shout out to them. Yo, not only Some of y'all will get this dude, bars. not only, I, I get him, but he's still a hater. Um, not only is he in the rookie of the year race, I think he's legitimately in the sixth man of the year race. You know, they're not going to give it to him because they're not going to give him two awards. But if you look at all the six men that's cooking right now, like he's legitimately a part of that race, man. He's off the bench 
with six rebounds yeah. and six assists per night. Come on, man. Give that man his props. He making Lonzo look stupid. Nah, right listen, man. <laughs> he 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 dumb nice, man. He he's. I mean, it's it's typical Michael Jordan. I don't know why I'm blaming him, but blame got to go to him. <laughs> Heavy as the head. Like, yo, let the young boy play. He's first of all, he should be a starter for one. Like, come on, man. What, I don't get right. it. the team when you watch them play. It's a whole different squad when he's in the game. He gets everybody involved. Gets everybody. Yo, shot. Jim. He got like six pairs of eyes, yo. I don't understand how yeah. he sees some of the stuff that he sees. He's way too young. Yeah, his IQ, to have that his, his, his vision. His vision is crazy. Like his vision is crazy, man. Like, but they just won't. Like you gotta let him loose, man. Like Devontae Graham, let, let man. Devontae Graham. He's treating the ball like he. Because I'm like thinking. Yeah, he started the last two games, but that's just because Scary Terry was injured, or hurt. That Devontae Graham has been struggling all season anyway, and he's an undersized two guard. Devontae Graham is like five ten. You ain't Allen Iverson. Let this dude start at the one, and let Scary Terry start at the two. Terry Rozier is more of a scorer than a point guard anyway. So, yeah. and you'll still be able to guard your two guards because Melo is six seven. You got Terry Rozier who can guard the point guards, but on offense they flip it, and you got a better lineup than Devontae Graham being out there bricking three pointers. But hey, who am I? <laughs> All right, so another news. We talked about this last week about the NBA pondering. Um, you know, the NBA and the NBA Players Association was negotiating on an All Star game. Um, it's official now. March seventh in Atlanta, the NBA is gonna hold an all star game. I think it's gonna be a one night affair. I don't know how many things they're gonna try to squeeze into it. They're negotiating that stuff now. We kind of gave our initial thoughts last week, but now that it's official, like, what do y'all think? It's even players coming out saying, like, yo, this is really unnecessary. Um, the young boy Fox from Sacramento, you know, he was like, you know, we already got to wear masks everywhere we go and during the game and all of that kind of stuff. He was like, it really just doesn't make sense that they're trying to do this. He didn't even mention the fact that it was in, you know, Atlanta. Um where where they where they buried where they just buried Sekou Smith, but um, what what are y'all thoughts now that it's official? They act like a landing in America. America. <laughs> yo, yeah, yo, yo, y'all been hanging out too long. Twenty years, twenty years, yo, that's too much right there. <laughs> that's too much. Yeah, NBA out Boy, of control, man. yo. The NBA is definitely out of control. Like, I, I don't get. I'm actually, I'm actually. I think it was uh, somebody said it. Uh, Hank or whatever. Somebody in our group chat was like, "Yo, I just don't get it. Like, w- what are they trying to do? Like, what are they trying to gain by doing yo, this? Like, I, I don't, don't understand, understand how people don't understand me on this married joint. Shout out to Craig Mack, but I don't understand how people don't understand. This is. The epitome and pinnacle of capitalism. Mm-hmm. Human life Money does grab. not matter that that much. <laughs> the only time human life matters is when people will be so offended that it would stop you from spending money, and so that's when life matters. Well, but if you, you gotta, can get you gotta, away, you got to kill a dog or something for that to be the case. Yeah, you got to kill a dog <laughs> for it to not like. 
You don't. You ain't got to put. You ain't got to put. Obviously, you can kill young black people. You can right, kill you ain't black people. You ain't matter. got to put a hundred black men's health at, at risk for people to yeah. stop spending money. Yeah. Believe, yo, the, the NBA is seventy-eight percent black. Why would they care? <laughs> but it, and, and it's also oh, probably going to see a situation where half the dudes that get named is not even going to play. I mean, they're they're load managing games in a seventy two game season. Why would they play in an all star game? You know, in, in a sprint of a season like this, I don't know, man. It, I, I saw somebody mention That's something like that today. They were like, "We're going to see dudes like." John Collins and all of them type of dudes getting their first uh, All Star. Fred, Fred Van, Fred Van Fleet gonna be the MVP at the, the, the All Star game. Well, For real, Fred might Fred might do that anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you you might have those kind of guys in there because I'm like, if these dudes sitting out every other night during the season, like who is gonna want to go to Atlanta besides you know just to hang out? I don't get it, man. Money people, grab. people Money that grab. appreciate that Atlanta got a street, an entire street that's a rainbow. I'm out, I'm out of pocket. <laughs> and we move on. Um, but shout out to the NBA for their money grab. Um, quote of the week, and this goes back to Joel Embiid. He's unguardable. That's why he's the top MVP candidate right now. That's Miles Bridges on Joel Embiid. Now. That's a powerful statement, but coming from, you know, somebody who's pretty much a nobody in the NBA right now, a lot of people will probably dismiss it. But do y'all think Joel is the top candidate? Not a top candidate. I think that's pretty obvious. Do y'all think he's the top candidate for MVP this early in the season? Um, Right now, yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of people yeah. going to be like, that's always, that's Braun, but... They say that every no right year. right now right now, and I hear the thing about Bron right. So you probably can make Bron an MVP every year, but we know that the NBA gets tired of giving the same person MVP every year, which is why Karl Malone got an MVP, which is why Barkley got an MVP because they really got tired of giving an MVP to Jordan. It's like they get tired of giving I, I actually, it to Actually, though, Jim, I actually think this is the year that they want to give it to LeBron. Though. Remember that? I mean, it's possible, that. but what I'm saying I is, think this is the year they want to add a little flavor. Back. And not not continuously give it to the same person. So with that being said, um, Joe is playing his best ball. I, mm-hmm. and, and maybe it's because of the past, like I've already mentioned. I'm just waiting for him to like you know, start to take games off. Now, maybe Glenn can keep him playing at it's this coming. level. And if Glenn can do so, then you know you said it's coming. Well, close. I think now, I mean, Jim, when he take games off, he's actually going to take games off. <laughs> it seems like right now the only way you're going to stop, dude, is if he load manages a game. And you know, lies about his back hurting or something. <laughs> but like I said, I, I can mean, be yeah, wrong. That's, that's possible, this is Joel. It's, it's he, like, you know, but it's one of, it's yeah. one of them things where, like, and now now that I know, like, B. Austin feels the same way I do. Like, everybody waiting for it though. It's like we all <laughs> we all basically are waiting for this ball to like you know go revert back to what he does. Yeah. So you're waiting um, for that game he where he's gonna sit behind the three point uh-huh. line, take eighteen threes. Yep. And not put the it. pressure on the defense. Yeah. Yeah, but he's definitely he he's definitely crazy nice this season. Um I think oh, he is the nice. top no, candidate. No I think it. I think the biggest reason that you can put him at the top of the power right now is how the Sixers look either 
when he's not in the game or when he actually misses a game. They finally won their first game in a, in a long time without him being out there the other night. Um, score one, score another one for Doc Rivers because the Sixers were getting blown out by the Pacers, looking like they look without Joel Embiid. And Doc had an inkling to he go. He ran out of bounds. You know, I really don't, you know, I really don't like this in the <laughs> NBA, but he went to a 2-3 zone. And what we found out, what we found out Sunday night about the 76ers in a 2-3 zone is that Ben Simmons and Matisse Thybul at the top of a zone is a cheat code. That was scary. It was yeah. a cheat code. <laughs> <laughs> Them two long-armed, hustling, defle- yo, they said Matisse Thybul, because you know they count deflections now in the NBA. That's how your man got his reputation. Um, Robert Covington. Matisse Thybul got deflections in the fourth quarter alone. He got 11 deflections in one quarter. <laughs> it's so already so crazy when he's playing you know, man to man because he always gets his hand you, on the rock. How you how you pull yeah. how you pull up to the young thotties and they be like, What you do? Like I leave the league in deflection. Like I deflect right. how, how that's what you brag on. <laughs> how you brag on deflection? So. I deflect I deflect Robert balls. Like a player hater. I deflect balls. Yeah, you can't even you can't even Robert, say I, score, I score twenty a game or I, you know what I'm saying? I, I leave the league in deflection, baby. Deflection. Yo, Robert Covington got ninety million dollars, and he's still way cornier than me. <laughs> way cornier. I take, I take his job because he all he can tell her is I get deflections in the league. Covington, <laughs> what that means? Yo, yo, Sixers got rid of Covington and then drafted a better deflector. <laughs> you, got, you got your gig taken because boy got a better deflection game than you. But, yeah, he got his hands on the rock 11 times. And this is not even counting the steals. This is just one he deflected. So, yo, they, yeah, yo, we, we found out so that those nice two dudes at the top, top of a 2-3 two, two, is not fair. They so, they so nice in the uh, in the Jim Behan at the, at the top. That's when the back line can take the game off defensively. They be back there resting. Oh, and and shout out to Doc. Because he did it at the right time, and and he said the right things. Because he definitely was like, "Yeah, we went to our our Temple John Cheney two three matchup zone, and you know, rest in peace to the legend." Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later. See, later, that's how you, listen, listen. Hey, that's Glenn how, that's how going, you man. get in good graces with the city. Glenn that a master, you know. Yeah, You gotta give Glenn the proper. Glenn, he don't really see me because his eyes like really far apart, but. I see you, Glenn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So um, our stat of the week, before we get to the Super Bowl talk and take some calls, definitely, because uh, we have some fans out there that want to rap about their teams. We got fans of the actual Super Bowl teams out there. We see you, Tobias. So we're going to get you on when we start talking about this Super Bowl stuff. But the stat of the week is about your man, Tom Brady. Now, last week we told you how Tom Brady is more likely to be in the Super Bowl than Steph Curry is to hit a three. This week, we're going to tell you how Tom Brady, you know, according to the people who made this meme, pretty much has had three Hall of Fame careers. And I'm going to tell you why. 
They broke his they broke his career down into three segments from twenty from two thousand one to two thousand seven, two thousand eight to twenty fourteen, and then twenty fifteen to twenty twenty. So from two thousand one to two thousand seven, Tom Brady has had eighty six wins. That's more than Roger Staubach. One hundred and ninety seven touchdowns. That's more than Joe Namath. 26,364 yards, which is more than Bob Greasy, and three Super Bowl wins, which is more than John Elway. Now, I'm telling you, they're they're putting in these quarterbacks because these are other quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame. So that's Tom Brady's first Hall of Fame career. From 2008 to 2014, he has 73 wins, more than Kurt Warner, who's in the Hall, 195 touchdowns, more than Ken Stabler. 26,812 yards, which is more than Bart Starr, and one Super Bowl, which is more than Dan Marino. They had to come at my man Dan like that. In his third portion of his career, 2015 to 2020, he has 70 wins. uh, That's more than Otto Graham, 189 touchdowns, more than Troy Aikman, 25,946 yards, which is more than Sammy Ball. And two titles, which is more than Jimmy's homie, Brett Favre. So in making this, their whole point is to say, is there an argument? Is there a possible argument for Tom Brady not being the GOAT? Since they spent all this time on his wood to break down his career. And then find, you know, they had to massage the stats a little bit and find people who had who were in the hall, who had less than him in this category and that category. But I digress, you know. <laughs> Listen. It is what it is. I mean, they, they put a bunch yeah, of people who were playing when passing wasn't even a thing, yo, but, but it is what it you, is. You, you, cherry pick, you cherry pick all this to prove your point, and you look, you look foolish, man. Like, FOH, like, his <laughs> so They picked all these dudes, nuance, Jim, from when passing everything. wasn't even a thing in the league. <laughs> like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, Otto Graham, on, Sammy man, like, Ball. Come on, man. Come on, dog. Like, what are we doing? Like, it's so stupid, You know, even, like, even Troy, yo, you know, know, they handed the ball off. Yo, make you hate sports, cuz. You know, you know, you know, I, I I really, really, really hate Tom Brady. Um, that's more for his political stance and voting record. But, yo, it's hard to make a case for anybody else as the GOAT, man. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't know, though. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, I don't man. Need, I, I don't even know if the goat is a quarterback, personally. But yeah, and my my thing is, Boda, like, first, I still, you know, I still, you know, I still think first off, Boda, it Boda, might be Boda, congratulations, Boda, congratulations, Boda, congratulations on the ball. But yeah, my thing is, yeah. you're trying to call him the goat based upon this. They went to the bowl despite Tom Brady. They didn't go to the bowl because yeah, of Tom Brady. My man went out there and tried yeah, to throw the away three different times. Yeah, like so, that's true. Now, now, granted, granted, he's a great quarterback as a major accomplishment. Like, and you you hear everybody talk about what he does in terms of like just um bringing a certain energy to the team, and I get all that. But let's not act like he didn't go out there and try to throw the game away. Let like people just context and nuance to everything, man. Now, granted, he got the W, and that's all people remember. And you know, but the fact of the matter is, they won the game despite him this past week, and. There's 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 so many things that have changed within the game, and so many. I mean, the the, the Patriots are literal like you know a couple plays away from not having no championships. It's not like they was going out there smoking, folks. Either. I was about to say this is why I asked Jimmy, you last Jimmy, week. Jimmy arguing, 
Jimmy arguing for the intellectual crowd. The lemmings, the lemmings is going with the chips and the appearances. But that's why I asked you last week, Mike, is he as good as they make him out to be, or is he just the luckiest son bitch in sports history? Because like Jimmy said, first of all, his first three chips, they won by three points, right? I grant you that. Great game. He's he's overrated. He's overrated from a skill set and ability standpoint. He's still all-time great. But he is a little Even overrated in a team because sport, in you can't knock him as a winner because he just happened to be on the winning team. <laughs> I guess that's, you know, how you look yeah. at it. But no, but this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like Jimmy said, something swings a different way on any, on a lot of those Super Bowls. Like, they don't win those games. Like, you got the first three that, you know, they won by three points apiece. You know, they won them. Good. He 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 marched them down to get some some field, some late game field goals a couple of times. So, you know, not knocking him for his part in doing that. We're just talking about how easily history could be changed. Then you got this, you know, silly stuff like Seattle just not running the ball because they don't want Marshawn Lynch to be the MVP. Yeah, and, and you know, if y'all saying where y'all get that from, come on, we've been made that distinct that distinction from the moment it happened. We knew why they did it. That was when Marshawn was, you know, doing the media the way he was doing it. They were embarrassed by him. The league was embarrassed by my him. Man came to the, my man came game. to the podium. You give him that winning my touchdown, he yeah. has to win MVP, and they did not want that. Yeah. <laughs> they, my man they, came to the podium and said, shout out to all my real Africans. His career was over from that point. said, I'm, oh. I'm only here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm only here <laughs> so I don't get fined <laughs> all throughout Super Bowl. Yo, Bowl's man. So you know they didn't want him to get Protect your money, Africans. So they they gave the Patriots and Tom Brady another one because they didn't want that African to to be Super Bowl MVP. They didn't want him to get those props on the biggest stage like that. (laughs) And if you don't believe that's the reason why. My man's celebration, he grabbed his bow back, man. They can't have (laughs) that. My man, my man say, yo, 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 take care of your chicken and protect your <laughs> mentals, Africans. <laughs> yo, he's the greatest of all time, man. They didn't want that man in there. All right, so we're going we're gonna to talk about um, this Super Bowl coming up. Um, I guess this is, if, if they win this, they're going to name this the fourth part of Tom Brady's career. It's going to be overtime. Um, but we're going to go to the phone lines right after this. How about this? they I'm get off Tom Brady's d- <laughs> I'm going to just name <laughs> To start our Super Bowl coverage man. I'm going to name 20 facts About Super Bowl 55 I'm going to try to read these As quickly as possible Because they were a whole lot more But I'm like hey, we got to stop at 20 Alright so you know we know the game is going to be played Between the Kansas City Chiefs And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers This is marking the first time That these two teams are squared off in the Super Bowl Number two the Chiefs Are looking to become the just the eighth team in NFL history to repeat as Super Bowl champions. Of course, they beat the San Francisco 49ers 31 to 20 in a little bit of a snoozer last year. I guess it tried to get a little um, exciting in the second half, a little bit. Number three, the Buccaneers will be making just their second Super Bowl appearance in team history. The last time they made it, they uh, closed the 20, the 2002 season with a 48 to 21 route of the Oakland Raiders. Um, right after they beat my Philadelphia Eagles the week before to get there, or two weeks before. Number four, this will be the Chiefs' fourth Super Bowl appearance. 
Before winning it all in 2019, they fell to the Packers after the 1966 season during the Super Bowl and won their first title in a 23-7 route of the Vikings in Super Bowl IV or something like that. Uh, Tom Brady is making his 10th Super Bowl appearance. Uh, that's an NFL record. This will be his first outside of New England, where, of course, we know he spent the first 20 seasons of his career. Uh, Brady, who already owns an NFL record six Super Bowl rings, will become the first ever player to win seven championships with a victory in uh, this Sunday's game. Three others, Packers lineman Fuzzy Thurston and Forrest Gregg, and defensive back and friend of the war room, rest in peace, the late Herb Adderley, won a combined six NFL championships or Super Bowls in their careers. Um, if we're counting all, all American football conference championship wins, Brady can match Otto Graham for the most titles with his seventh win. Uh, Chiefs quarterback Pat Mahomes, the, Pat Mahomes, who won the MVP last year, is looking to become the youngest quarterback in NFL history to win multiple Super Bowls. Of course, he won last year at the age of 24, looking to do it again at the age of 25. The Buccaneers are the first team in NFL history to play a Super Bowl in their own stadium. This is probably the worst Worst year possible for that to, to happen since, you know, you're not going to have a full crowd. You're not going to be able to have that real home field advantage that you look for when you look at the schedule at the beginning of the year. I'm like, okay, the Super Bowl is here. Can we finally be that team to to make it to the bowl in our own stadium? But we'll see if it helps them out a little bit. Um, I've been to that stadium, though, Raymond James Stadium, a piece of trash. Um, but good luck down there. Um this will be the 17th Super Bowl hosted in Florida. Uh, Tampa is hosting its fifth. Um, Super Bowl 55 is scheduled to – I'll skip that one. The Chiefs are slight favorites to win, opening as a three-point favorite um, in the William Hill Sportsbook. Um, of course, this is a, a third Super Bowl appearance by Andy Reid. Um, he's, he's won one. He lost one. Um, and I'm not going to go through all 20 of these because it's taking too long. So, uh, y'all got any anything that y'all want to add to the Super Bowl facts before we get this Buccaneers fan on the line? Yes. How his um, Tom, Tom Brady is definitely he has he holds the record for the most people on his Woody while starting a game. <laughs> There's no one that's ever had Norman Woods. That's definitely a, that's definitely a, a Super Bowl fact. All right, well let's go to Big the phone lines. We got Tobias, the Buccaneers fan, calling in from Arizona. Also the Roll Tide fan, Roll Damn Tide, and Happy Super Bowl to the to you and hey, the Buccaneers. First thing, first thing first, B. Austin's Alabama Crimson Tide signed the greatest recruiting class ever, another number one recruiting class. Just want to let B. Austin know that. But, uh, I mean, money is long. That's why they're. That's exactly why their wins don't um really impress nobody. Hey, we run y'all, y'all, Alabama y'all runs a clean be- program. You, 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 you get all the best <laughs> players. Man, who cares if you win a kid? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, like it's definitely saying, a difference like, from college like to the pros because all our slaves on the slave plantation fairly it's, and with love. It's not like they're doing anything strategic to to do that. Like when you're drafting players, you got to be strategic because, you know, a bunch of other teams are taking dudes in between that. 
But once you have this, you know, this reputation, I mean, I guess you had to do a lot to get the reputation up. But at this point, like, when do y'all not have the number one recruiting class? I mean, uh, I might not I get it. it. Like, I said it's one I'm out of five player. years, and 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 even then, y'all have like the second or third best recruiting class. But I'll I'll say this before I get on the Super Bowl: LSU <laughs> and Georgia had two top five classes. A and M, Texas A and M, top ten. Auburn's recruit. Those who Alabama got to beat every year to make it. But uh, I'll say this right: the Super Bowl, right? I owe Court and Moreland an apology. More people Uh-oh. owe Tom Brady Jock than LeBron. The Brady fans are worse than LeBron fans. They're hey, all I hear these clowns like Skip Bay say, well, Bill Belichick defense let the down against he can Brady down. I'm like, y'all ain't going to say that about Brady fumbling the ball in that game? Uh, <laughs> you know, he had the ball. Brady uh, don't make mistakes, but, man. What's wrong with you? Yeah, and it's just like narratives, right? Because I do want my team to win, but I hate how they make it about one guy. You know, and, uh, because you got a – he drafted a right tackle who's in a running for best right tackle in football in the first round. Winfield Jr. came in. Devin White, these guys have grown up came in their own. And he finally got a kicker after 10 years who makes all his kicks, you know. And and you got all you got all these black coaches here who's, get, who's doing a great job. They don't get interviews, though, but we got Eagle, Eagles hired a guy who had to read off a clip, though, and he couldn't even get that right. Uh, and, and we no. got and Jared Goff he sound like he wasn't prepared animal. for the interview. Tobias, yeah. he sound like he wasn't prepared for the interview even after he got the job. His first right. press conference was a disaster. You know? <laughs> I will be just, I will be the better coach than a public. <laughs> That's all. Think nah. about this guy. Think about this. We got a guy that could that bumble his prepared statement, and Jared Goff went to a, a freaking cannibal as a coach. But uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. but but they interview well somehow. But Let me ask you this, though, because you said that about Tom Brady and his minions. I mean, I know you don't want to think about a scenario like this, but just think, you know, Bucks down four with two minutes left, and they drive down and get into the red zone, and Tom Brady throws an interception. That was one of those interceptions, like, what did he see? What was that? What do you think the story is going to be after that? What do you think the narrative is going to be? What do you think even Buck's Twitter is going to say about ooh, something ooh. like that? Two, even two things. That it, either Mike Evans didn't run right or he could have caught it even though it was overthrown. Or right. it was a glorified punt even though it was in the red zone. <laughs> That's what they'll say. should have manned up with 30 seconds left. It was a punt. Yeah. Yeah. But the, here, like, I, 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 I'll be, I don't know if be off the song I put in the group chat. A, buck, a guy who writes on the Bucks, right? He said Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill's overhyped. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, let us talk about uh, it. One of our next topics. So. <laughs> yeah. It, but but here's the thing, right? I know that it like what's what's like the fan in me said we're gonna beat their ass. The fan, right? The analyst in me who keeps it real looks at the teams. I watch the team. They're very sloppy on offense. The Saints didn't catch the interceptions Brady threw. The Packers did. They didn't get anything from it. The Bucks are actually pretty sloppy on offense, and I know the Chiefs are down. Like offensive line is a mess. I know Savard would tell you the offensive line's been a mess with injuries all year and opt out. And I don't. And I'm guessing Andy Reid is not stupid like the Packers, who will lead these guys on the island. I, I expect them to spread the Bucks out. 
And I expect him to probably put Tyreek Hill in the backfield. And, and like, and let, let's just be honest here, guys. When the last time Pat Mahomes lost when he played, played a, damn, a good game? He loses yeah. when he plays an off game. And mm. the Bucks, the Bucks have to play a, their perfect game to win this game. They, he ain't going to win with field goals. And the one thing I want people to think about, if y'all watch these playoff games, I forgot about the Washington. I'm going with the Saints game and the Packers game. What last time the Buc- How many times did the Bucks march down the field? 60, 70 yards. They've been getting their touchdowns on short fields. Brady ain't, mm-hmm. Brady ain't marked his team down the field. The media won't say that. And and I think that's something you got to think about. KC don't turn the ball off. KC ain't a bombers away team. They march down the field. They have, it's not just Kelsey and what's his name, Hill. You got McCole Hartman. You got, uh, Sammy Watkins hamstrings, right? So, and I say this one quick thing also. The Bucks suck in zone because the quarterbacks suck in zone. But they, they, but they play their best with press coverage, man coverage. You mess those guys in press, man, you, you gonna be, you gonna be getting grass burned in your face. And I just, I just, the analysts in me don't see how they'll win, mm-hmm. but the. But the fan in me said, oh, we got this by 10. You kind of get what I'm saying, though. I mean, the fan is always going to – the fan always lives on that side of even if you don't say we're going to win, you're like, we got a chance. I mean, that's how we were. Remember, B, back in 2004, I guess at this time it was 2005 by the time the Super Bowl came around. And, you know, after winning the NFC Championship, the whole talk for the first week – and this is is where – the whole two weeks listening to the press comes in. The whole talk when when the championship games are over, well, the Eagles don't really stand a chance. Man, the Patriots are going to smash them. That's the whole talk for the first week. But they got so much time on their hand. By the second week, all the minds saying the Eagles got a chance. The Eagles might do this. And then they start hyping you up as a fan. And I'm like, yeah, we got a chance, man. They ain't disrespecting us, this and that. You know, and then you get in there and you realize McNabb is, you know, not ready for this moment. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, but that's how it is, man. That two, Romo. Weeks, that two weeks can build your confidence. <laughs> and you go in, yeah, you, go from, you go from, man, man, I don't know how we're going to do this to, man, we're going to smack these dudes. So, yeah. yeah. Happened to yeah, us a couple right. years ago. And, you know, we got lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not you're right. Yeah. And I just think, watch, because everybody talking about what are different teams. My thing is, the Chiefs let the foot off the gas in that first game. And plus, Mahomes missed Miko Hartman for a wide open touchdown. The game could have been a lot more here. But uh, can I bring up one NFL topic to you guys? I know you guys will cover it. Uh, boy, what the hell did the NFL see any fans see in Matthew Stafford? I know he has a lot of talent. But I don't want him to get the oh he went to a bad organization when the black quarterbacks don't get the black the bad organization um, narrative. Uh, well, it is Detroit though. Sometimes Detroit outweighs the the, the race component. Uh, <laughs> I mean Detroit. But, uh, have you seen uh, it? Detroit had legends, legends, NFL legends uh, retire in the midst of their prime because they just can't take it anymore. So it's like, you know, I get what you're saying, but when it's Detroit, you got to give it a little bit of credence. They've had I mean, legends. They also, 
Both of these people could have had those like legends, records. They didn't. They didn't trade. They didn't even give those legends a chance to even offer them a trade, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that that was one thing that came out this week. Like, both of those legends asked to be traded, and they told them FOH. Now, granted, that probably oh, yeah. it's probably new administration. But, but it's, yeah. it's definitely a new administration. But at the same time, Matt Stafford is not on the level of those guys. Those guys probably didn't get so why, a chance so to be did, traded because you don't want to let them go. Like. You really gonna let Barry Sanders walk? You gonna let Megatron walk? Like, I mean, man. they should have let Matt Stafford die there too. Then Matt Stafford ain't but he he ain't Dan Marino though. So it's like, all right, if we can get they something from Matt Stafford, they, they we gonna get for, something from Matt Stafford. They should have forced him. They should have forced him to stay there and retire. Dude, you know they what? gave it, Matt right, Stafford it, a former first, a former number one pick, like two firsts and a third. I'm getting rid. of I'm driving Matthew Stafford to the closest airport, closest bus station. Uh, with Megatron and 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 Barry, even with an offer like that, you still got to think about that. Like, I don't want to lose you. you yeah, you, you know, take you it. Especially, especially when you got older. But the problem Matt I Stafford, have is right. Uh, I will drive him to L.A. my damn self for that offer. Yeah, and like people, it's like here's a fun narrative. Detroit has made the playoffs more often than Tampa has in the past decade. Uh, you know, and Tampa has the worst winning percentage of all time. Somehow we got a Super Bowl. And other well, put it like this though. And, at least, at yeah. least when Tampa makes it, they they, they go get to the in. Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> they go to look the Super Bowl. When Detroit makes it, they just plan an extra week. They just plan overtime yeah, in the season and, for one week. And, and you know. And, and you know, and I'll say this one thing: y'all talk the NBA bubble, right? The, like the All Star game. It's stupid. It's like it's a money grab. China must have told Adam Silver you need to put this game here. Uh, you know, I still think James Harden and John. Hey, we know James Harden and Lou Williams gonna be there. They will be there bright and early in Atlanta. Uh, yeah. But, but I, I think that they are gonna have to seriously do regional bubbles of somehow because I know LeBron doesn't want a bubble, but people are missing game cards. There's a lot more travel than it is in football. Football, you know, football travels nothing. These teams don't leave till Friday, Saturday or Friday, day mm-hmm. before, do their thing and go home. These guys are still doing the usual travel, and they go to these different towns. And football, and, you only got to travel eight times. So, yes, <laughs> and you can control that. But the NBA, I think they got to do the regional bubbles to get them in because it's not just trying to get the games in. Your quality of games is suffering as well. Because you got, I remember the Bulls a couple weeks ago didn't have a game for like almost a week because teams had COVID outbreak or mm-hmm. contact tracing. And so I think he got to do some. I know LeBron doesn't like it. Adam Silver needed to act like his predecessor, David Stern, and grow a pair, <laughs> you know. And, <laughs> no, and but I say this is how it's going to be. It's not, yeah, but it's not just Brian. It's most of the players in the league don't want to be in a bubble. So it's like. They, they, Brian don't want it, they don't want it. Well, yeah, I mean, but I think his point is, I think his point is, Jim, if it was just them talking and not Brian, the league would say FOH and put him there anyway. Yeah, don't nobody matter, bro. But when, hey, but when listen, Brian speaks, they're going to listen. He's the king of the league. He's yeah. bigger than the game. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, no doubt. But what I'm saying is, you can't, you, you, it's more of them than him, right? So so if they, if he says that and they all say, look, we ain't going to play, then what? Like, you, you don't want to cause that. You're going to have to force their hand. It's going to have to have their hand forced. I mean, that's that. like a bargain Because if they say huh? it and Brian don't, they know the league will say, all right, we're not going to play. We just forfeit the season to LeBron and get another chip. So, exactly. Yeah, and so, so, <laughs> we, and y'all want to play, we'll just forfeit the season to LeBron. 
you can't you yeah. can't just force their hand like that, though. That's not gonna work. Yeah, I, mean, didn't. I, I, yeah. I think I think the playoffs you can do it for the. I think A is do it for the playoffs at least, so that uh, you make sure that quality is good because you don't want to have the finals or somebody get eliminated because some COVID outbreaks. But I'll say this before I run. I think Tom Brady is the most accomplished quarterback in the, in history. Oh, that's no I, doubt. But he's but but he's not the most talented. I don't. I can name ten guys off the top of my head who was more talented. It's just circumstance because I think Joe. I, I will still put Joe Montana ahead of him because they won because of him. Um, right. in those games, in those Super Bowls. Uh, I think Matt Dan Marino's a better talent. I think Warren Moon's a better talent all time. But because I mean, he was black, I can, he couldn't I play can name thirty. I can name busts who were more talented. Um, in the circumstances, a lot of times, they right, took advantage right. of it. Yeah, like accomplishments. Yeah, he's definitely the the most yeah. accomplished quarterback of all time. Um, but not even just accomplishments or talent. Like I can I can name quarterbacks that I just think are better, and they just didn't win the way he did. So you know, of course, they're not going to be looked at as being as great. Um, Talent, yeah, talent's a, a dime a dozen. We can name, yeah, you because, said 10. we can name, we can name three hundred quarterbacks that have come through the league that had more talent. We probably can name a good five to ten that were just better players, but we can't name one who had a greater career, I guess, like a, a, of accomplishments in the ultimate team game. That's where it gets a little, little gray. But yeah, because. Think about this, right? Bill Belichick's mantra was always do your job. And look at the defense there at their jobs. Because even that Falcons comeback, the defense had to get stops for them to make the comeback. Or Seattle, Michael Butt made an interception, but I don't remember that art of coaching. They showed Belichick coach him on that play if they do this. That's coaching. And I know people want to crap on Belichick, the hot take media, the Bert, the Brady, um, you know, the, the Brady deep – the deep throaters, whatever, you know. Um, but but, but the Patriots had a lot of opt-out, and Belichick said they were in salary cap hell because they went all in and got three Super Bowls in four years. And uh, and Cam Newton threw the ball like he was skipping rocks in a pond, and he still went seven and nine. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they aren't that far off of being a playoff team again. And, not, and it wasn't like Brady joined the Jacksonville Jaguars. He went to a team with a lot of talent that was growing. So it wasn't like that, like I said, Jacksonville or like the, the Jack Easterby, Texas, because so he runs the team, So or the Jets. So it was like Peyton Manning. If you're a free agent, you're going to go to the best situation. you know. And I, and I thought, I ain't knocking him for that. But I just think there's a lot of hot takes going on with this stuff. And, and, and I think that – and one thing also, the Bucks players talk a lot of trash. So I'm like, hey – let JPP say, I don't know who Mike Rivers is. He plays on like, let's just chill out for a second. Let's talk the trash after the win, not before the game, <laughs> you know. But uh, I, I think it'll be a good game, though, and I'll, you know, and I'll probably be drunk and I'll uh, take off work on Monday. And, um, well, we, we let you know what time we're going to do our little short uh, uh, pregame show on, on Sunday. It'll probably be some time in the morning. Um, yeah. That's when you can call in and give us your final picks. Hey, hey, Dan, Dan, hey you. when you let me know, 
when you let me know, send me one of those ravens like they do on Game of Thrones to let me know. <laughs> I will do. <laughs> we'll talk to you on Sunday, hey, man. You got to take it easy, man. <laughs> All right, you too. Peace. <laughs> All right, um, a, a little bit of context, um, a little bit of context to what he mentioned about um, that Buccaneers fan. It's a Buccaneers fan that has a blog who uh, who wrote an article on his blog, a little short article saying how Tariq Hill is overrated. And this dude's article, I mean, his uh site is called joebucksfan.com and he actually writes about himself in third third person. It's a really short article, so I'm going to read it real quick and I'm going to get y'all to opinion on it before we go to the next call. I want y'all to tell me what this really sounds like. It says, now it reads, if Joe hears someone say one more time that Tariq Hill can't be stopped, Joe's going to punch a wall. Hill had 10 games this season with less than 80 yards receiving. How did the Raiders do it? New England locked them up. The Saints kept them rather quiet just before Christmas in a must-win game for both teams. Mike Evans caught 64.2% of the ball thrown his way in the regular season. Hill caught 64.4. Is anyone running around saying you can't stop Mike Evans? Evans has 15 touchdowns through the regular season and playoffs, the same total as Hill. Obviously, Joe recognizes that Hill is a ridiculously dangerous receiver, and the Chiefs have many weapons to complement him. Cheetah is running hot in the playoffs, but he's one of he's not one of the greatest receivers to ever play. And Joe strongly believes the Bucks can at least contain him a bit. In last year's Super Bowl, Hill had nine catches on 16 targets for 105 yards and zero touchdowns. If Hill does that to the Bucks on Sunday, take it, assuming the Bucks' elite run defense shows up. What does that sound like to y'all? A little bit of hate. <laughs> but but a little bit of hate. But he kept infusing Mike Evans' name in there. So it's like you do you really not think that this dude is dangerous or you're just upset that people aren't speaking the same way of Mike Evans? And the thing is, people do speak that way of Mike Evans. But when you're a fan of a team, when you're a homer of a team, you're always not gonna notice, you know. When people are giving your teams prop, you're always going to lean to the side of they're slighting my team, they're slighting my players. So for me, he lost me when he kept trying to make these comparisons of how Mike Hill, I mean, Mike Evans is just as good, just as dangerous as Tariq Hill. I don't know anybody who watches football who wouldn't say Mike Evans is just as dangerous. They're just going to say Mike Evans just isn't as fast. So, like, to me, this really sounds like he was more defending the honor of Mike Evans, even though nobody was coming at Mike Evans, than him really not believing that Tariq Hill, you know, is that dangerous. Y'all remember when they played in the regular season, Tariq Hill had 203 receiving yards in the first quarter. So, come on, don't sit here and tell me that you don't think he's dangerous after he had – the illest quarter of any wide receiver in any in in history against your team earlier in the year. Now you know he's not going to have a quarter like that again. But this is a hell of a thing to write after he did that to y'all. This is the type of thing, B. If they lose the game and Hill does go crazy in this game, I think every Tampa Bay Buccaneer player should roll on this dude because why poke the cheetah bear? 
when you don't have to. They're the ones that got to step on the field and guard this dude. Joe can sit in here and talk about Joe in the third person and don't have to do nothing. <laughs> like I said in the group chat, Jim, is everybody want everybody to be player? a rapper, but nobody want to get on that stage. So he's just out here rapping with no bars. <laughs> is, is Joe a former uh, player? Joe is a a, a blogger. He's a Joe Buck fan. That's what he is. No. That's all. Joe drawing. All right. So one last thing before we get to this uh, this next call. Um, Y'all hear about the whole the the Kansas City Chiefs hired a barber who was going to cut at least twenty players' hair um, pre Super Bowl. The dude ended up testing positive for COVID and actually was cutting somebody's hair from the team when they found out. Um, he was cutting Daniel Kilgore's hair, who's a backup center, um, when they came and tried to pull him. They were actually trying to pull him, saying, you know, you got to leave now. But Kilgore was like, look, I'm a close contact at this point. You might as well just let him finish. <laughs> Because the original report said that he was pulled mid-cut, and that turned out not to be true because the dude, Daniel Kilgore, said, like, F it. Like, y'all, y'all got me anyway, so he might as well if finish I'm die, If I'm going to die, I'm going to die now. Because <laughs> <laughs> he probably like, look, all right, I'm a, I'm a contact tracing casualty. I'm probably not going to play in the Super Bowl now. At least, you know, don't leave me out here with a half a cut like Furious Styles did Trey when they started talking about um, condoms. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, know what I'm talking about. But anyway, um, the story goes that the dude was getting tested every day leading up to this, but there were other people. For some reason, there were other people in line in front of him that day to get tested. So they 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 let him test. But instead of waiting for the results, they were getting other people's results who had to have some dealings with the team prior to his, and they actually let him in there with the players. And they had to go in there and pull the dude because he tested – this test that they were waiting on was a positive test. So I think this is going to play into the results of Super Bowl 55 in any way. Because like we talked about, Kansas City is already short on the offensive line. Um, Andy Reid tried to say, you know, the the offensive line isn't pretty, but they're scrappy. Y'all know what it means when somebody says you're scrappy. Um, They're already missing a bunch of guys. So if this like plays a part and you lose some more players to contact tracing, um, by the way, the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes did have an appointment. I don't know if he actually was around the dude. I don't, because I don't think it was his turn yet. But do y'all think this is going to have any bearing on the outcome of the game? Uh, it could. It could. We're going to have to pay attention to this story because who else did uh, the, the backup center come in contact with, right? So that that's, that's – And, and that's the really thing. Crazy. He was just up at the time. I think he had already cut a few wigs before that. They just haven't named any names oh. yet. My whole thing, though, with the NFL doing everything they could to get to this point, like, say if Patrick Mahomes, I, I don't know how the setup was, but say if they had just like a barbershop setup where dudes were in there waiting, like all of those people would be 
contact tracing casualties, but there's no way in hell that they're not going to let Patrick Mahomes play in Super Bowl 55. This is where it comes in, you know, the, the whole capitalism thing comes in, and I think money is way more important to <laughs> to the NFL than who could possibly have COVID um, unless it's some backup player like, you know, Kilgore. So I don't, I don't know, man. This is definitely not going to matter. Nobody, like, no one will even know what happens unless they lose and they probably want to, like, you know, blame it on that. But other than that, ain't, this ain't going to matter one bit at all. <laughs> Right. I, I want to go. I want to go that round too because it's the Super Bowl and we talking billions at stake, or at least hundreds of millions at stake. So I'm thinking, what's the life of a football player if we gonna get these hundreds of millions? We got to <laughs> we got to put this under the blanket. So after pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. All right, let's go to the phone lines real quick, man. We got the homie uh, Court calling in from the shy. Court, what up, dog? What's going on, man? Man, this is a what special up, occasion. Dog? I got, I got, I got all three of my brothers on the show. At yes, Dan, sir. At Blueprint, at the Austin, I got all three of my brothers on the show. That's what's up. What's up? Nobody, dude? nobody know, low managing this one. We all here. How are you? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, big shout out to Roll Tide. Uh, hey, Tobias, you my boy, man. I, I appreciate your commentary. Every every show I listen to, you be on your point. You be on point, Tobias. You be on point. What about Rob? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I got too much respect for you brothers to bring social media beasts to y'all platform because y'all got real listeners. <laughs> you guys got real sportcasters. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But, but, but real quick, what I wanted to say, though, uh, I don't got too many bars because y'all pretty much cover everything, especially when Tobias comes. Y'all cover the whole, whole all the sports topics. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> Tobias, he always – he always come on and just run all our topics that we were going to talk about. He makes, <laughs> he makes the show longer and shorter at the same time. <laughs> like, all right, we already got that out of the way. Greg, what you got? But what? The one thing I did want to get some bars, especially from you, B, is what you think about. Uh, I had I had a debate with this guy on another sports page about Mayweather, basically Uh-oh. ushering in all the new. <laughs> All these new celebrity cherry pick boxing that's coming out of Woodworth. I know y'all heard about Lamar Odom and all this kind of stuff. So I believe mm-hmm. Mayweather open up the floodgates. It's gonna kind of sour down the real boxers. Cause people are gonna start taking more interest in this celebrity nonsense. What you guys think about that? Uh, um, what's your what's your favorite sport, Court? Basketball. How would you feel if the N one dudes? were invited to NBA tryouts and really allowed to make rosters and have an impact on the NBA game. How, how would you feel about that? Hey, B, I don't even know if it's that. You you talking, yeah, how so, would you feel if if Kevin Hart and Nick Cannon, all the dudes who always play the celebrity game at All-Star Weekend, got in there to, for, for the tryouts? At least them dudes, <laughs> right, right. These dudes don't even box, <laughs> yo. These dudes don't even buy. Yeah. So, so in essence, so in essence, it's disrespectful to the sport. Yeah, uh, exactly, and and exactly, the sweet, exactly. the sweet science, the sweet science is, and our brother PJ, um, God bless him. He doesn't, he doesn't grace the microphone as often uh, as he used to. But this thing means a lot. 
to some of us in our in our in our family and to see it disrespected the way it exactly. is like like Dev just said, if Kevin Hart or, or Quavo Huncho got a real <laughs> run, like I would feel some type of way about that if, if they let my man Titty Boy uh come up and run because he because he made the college <laughs> basketball squad as a backup. Or if Dave or if or if Dave or if Dave East got a run now and it's funny because Dave East of all J. everybody Cole. mentioned, he can really, really J. go. Cole and Snoop. He can go. J. Cole can really go, but you can't like so it's it's disrespectful to to the sport and it just goes to show um the great poet John Jackson once said that money isn't the root of all evil now. Attention is. And my man would do anything for attention as a grandpa pop to stay in the limelight to continue even to the extent of disrespecting himself and his legacy, but this isn't new for a coup, because this is what coups do. This is what <laughs> coups do. <laughs> what they do. <laughs> so we shouldn't be surprised. You killed him, B. I mean, yo, all I want to say is, man, it's two ways to look at it, right? So, the one way is he's an embarrassment to the sweet science because you're making That's a mockery of it. Basically. Look at it. Mm-hmm. Right, making but a mockery of it. I know I know tons of folks that will look at it that come from a certain certain environment where they're like, yo, get as much money as you can and they don't care about integrity, morals and principles. They look at the fact that he's gonna get paid X amount of dollars to do it. So they stab okay it. Bingo. Bingo. So that's how some folks are. Yeah. But I'm just saying like so so it really all boils down to what kind of person you are. Are you someone that feels like, yo, get all the money you can? Or, or do you care about, like, you know, the integrity of the, the sport? So that's really what it boils down to. That's like it's when so ironic, though, Japanese because the generous. Yeah. It's, it's so ironic because, to tell you the truth, like, I've never seen anybody take the, this craft and training for a fight as seriously as a Floyd Mayweather. Maybe not all the way to the end of his career because, you know, it became a show at some point. But when dude, you know what I'm saying, when he hunkered down and was training for a fight, like you understood why he was as good as he was. So for him... smoke it and drink. Right. And, And for somebody like him to be, you know, now that I'm retired, you know what I'm saying... I don't have to be that serious. Now I can just disrespect the sport. Like it's, it's, it's sad to see that, man. It's definitely sad to see that. Um, but for he's me, at right, a point so now where he's like, again, I can still pull in a ton of dollars, but I don't have to be said, risk his legacy. Like truthfully, his legacy is going to be in his, his record and his record is not going to change because from now on, he's going to take exhibitions. So he's going to be 50 and 0. For the for the rest of his life, no matter what happens to him in these exhibitions, so he's he found he found I, I, a gold mine. He found a way to he found a way to keep his legacy and keep his money at the same time. And it's, and it's I, terrible. I, I agree with saying. that to an extent, but I also feel like those of us that matter, meaning those of us that apply some intellect to the analysis of the the games of amusement that we love, some of us are going to peel back the onions and the layers 
on dudes oh, and really talk no. about how safe how safe he was in how he set up his matches. Whether you credit that, that to exactly, him or just, to like, Leonard, just like Court Leonard said, or in these exhibitions, this is another safe yeah. way. This, this, but he did that. He did that when it was real fights too. But but this is but, but this hold is on, hold real quick, real quick, real quick. You, you I still think have to part of this. There's one part of this. Hold on. There's one part of this. There's one part of this that you guys just aren't like discussing, which is we know what kind of spending habits he has. What if my man really just needs the money, right? What if he's going broke and he needs the money and he found the a way, way to, you know, act with money without committing crimes? Like he might just really need the money. You know what I'm saying? So for me, and I wouldn't be surprised. me. I wouldn't be surprised. Like I look at it like, yo, that's crazy. You embarrassing the sport, but at the same time, like, there's always there's always more more data and information we can have. Like Aki can really just be broke, and he found a way. Yo, without hurting I know anybody that, to get I know a couple that, I know that's a that's a reasonable and realistic narrative, but I do function under the premise and thought that Al Heyman and Leonard Ellerby said we have to protect this little show monkey, and we're not gonna let him monkey size <laughs> yeah. his. his Yo. His balance sheet Yo. and his profit and loss. Yo. So I have to believe that Shit somewhere involved. in the nine figures, somewhere in the nine figures, whether it was Al, Leonard, or even Curtis Jackson, <laughs> someone set something aside. <laughs> Floyd, I knew people was going to go in, boy. I knew people was going to go in. Yeah, but my thing is, my man, my man, Hey, MB. My man must I be was... budget. It's out of control, B. They set some yeah. money aside for this bull man. And and he still and he, you know, he still stunned on us every day. He had an Instagram this morning where he it took him two minutes and thirty three seconds to slowly walk down the line of all his vehicles. It was at least fifteen cars. They were all black too. And then like and guess five what? of them. He like might got he, he might got no tamal in there. He might he, listen, so that, that's <laughs> the reason why to keep to, to keep up that persona, the money <clears> made persona, because that's what it is. I mean it's a it's a sign of insecurity. We all know that. But at the same time, to keep that up, you gotta you gotta you know make certain moves, man. And again, I'm not I'm not defending anything he's doing because for me, for me, integrity is everything. Uh, yo, I'd rather be broke than to have no integrity. So for me, integrity is everything. But I also but I also I'm smart enough but to you understand, understand that everybody the doesn't move the way I move. Non-integral. Listen, part I understand. I understand everybody. Everybody don't move the way I move. I get it. I get it. And, and I'm, B, like, you know. I was definitely speaking for the for the masses too, but when I said you know his legacy is set no matter what happens in these fights, don't get me wrong. If he get his wig, you know, if he get his wig peeled back by Logan Paul, a YouTuber, oh oh, I'm gonna talk about it, and it's gonna mean something whether it's on his record or not to me, um, because you know these are the epitome of safe money grabs. And if you get you know, if you get knocked out in one of these safe money grabs, oh yeah, we we're going to have some bars, no doubt. But Corp, you got anything else before before we roll out? Oh, I got to just I just I got to say this guys. This is not sports related, mm-hmm. but I was uh on cable last week just going through some channels and on demand and somehow I came across the Teddy Pendergrass, the Teddy Pendergrass story. And I didn't realize Teddy P was so oh, real yeah. back down city like that, man. Teddy oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's that guy. Yeah, he yeah, definitely yeah. definitely was. I thought he was going, I thought he was I thought he was going somewhere else. I was about to say, whoa dog. Oh, but no, but Teddy Teddy's that guy. I thought he was definitely that guy. No, we're not gonna do that. 
<laughs> no, we definitely not gonna bring that part up. But Teddy, Teddy was that bull. See, that's that's the thing. With Teddy, I believe him. C, yeah, I, I I believe that Teddy didn't know. Teddy was the ultimate ladies' man back then. I I, I think. I mean, know. I mean, the person that Teddy was in the Yamini with, like I, I know, I know them. So they 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 my they people. Listen, they. They my homies, um, aunt uncle, aunt uncle. So, <laughs> I mean, there, may or may, there may or may not be pictures of them together outside of that evening. So I'm just gonna say that number. They, they I'm gonna leave it alone. They, 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 I know what you're saying. Aunt uncle. uncle. <laughs> 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 Yo, man, shout out to Dwayne Wade. We're going to be on probably Sunday morning for a little while Just getting like the last minute picks and analysis in for the game uh, Just check the social media pages Because if you, you know if you want to call in and give your your picks You can do that for sure, but, uh, bro. As usual hey, man we, No doubt, appreciate you man right. Thanks for calling right, Take right. it easy Shout out Rob Shout out Court Fine Rob oh, He going to kill you for, for that mistake <laughs> But uh, that yeah, man. Mistake. He also the troll, trolling Mark. He, <laughs> he said his aunt uncle. Yo, give the aunt uncle. Aunt uncle. <laughs> Yo, that's, that's his aunt uncle. His aunt uncle. Yo, and shout out to the weekend, man. If anybody cares, uh, I guess Jay Z got the weekend to do the Super Bowl halftime show, man. I didn't know the weekend was big enough for the Super Bowl, but I guess you know Jay giving chances oh, out there because Jay that bowl. Listen. Listen, the weekend is uh, one of the biggest artists in the world these days. I know you don't I care about it. music no more. Neither, neither do I. But I do understand <laughs> that. Uh, you, know, I, you know, the weekend, the I, weekend I, is, is definite pop star. Okay. All right. Well, I take that back then. Get it, get it in. But still, shout out to Jay for making it happen because it had to be Jay. Yeah, isn't it funny how things? Isn't it funny how things you used to care about, like, yo, you just don't even care about no more? Like you probably don't know who the top rapper yeah. singer. Because like in, the, in the 90s, if The weekend was that big, I wouldn't I would know all his lyrics. But now I'm like, yo, yo. I mean, I know who he is, but I ain't know 99. he was. I ain't I know he was Super Bowl big. I knew he yo, was. Yo, Dev, like if they don't wear up. if they don't wear Averett jackets and butterscotch boots, he ain't listening to him, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. good. Ain't from Queensbridge, but yo, yeah, music is different, dog. Like he's a pop star. He's out of here, but. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> no doubt. No diggity. All right, so uh, before we talk about what happened this week while y'all were on the grind, just got to let y'all know, um, you can check out our website, as usual, warroomsports.com. If you want to call in and speak with us about any of today's topics, you better hurry up because we're about to close the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted, but if you're already listening from your phone, you can press 1 if you want to talk. Or you could just join us in the By the Hood chat room brought to you by By the Hood University. If you've always wanted to learn about the stock market, precious metals, uh, cryptocurrency, anything, real estate, and, and, and just how to make your money work for you, man, but you haven't been able to, to, to do that so far in life, it's not your fault. It's not always your fault. It could be your fault, but... You know, that kind of stuff is not taught to us in, in school, but we're trying to change all that now. And you can do that. The change is happening over at Bodyhood University. Uh, Warroom Sports has partnered with Bodyhood University to help you get started on your journey of learning to invest 
impossible financial freedom. So go to our website, click on the Buy the Hood logo at the bottom of our homepage and on our sponsors and partners page as well. That'll get you started. Use the promo code WRS, all caps. That'll get you 15% off everything on the Buy the Hood site. Take some of the courses. You will not, you will not be disappointed because, frankly speaking, with the knowledge you get from the courses at the already low prices that they are, like you'll make that money back threefold, you know, when you start applying yeah. some of the knowledge that you that you learn from the course. So uh, it's not too late to secure your financial le- financial legacy. So go ahead and do that now. By the Hood University. All right, Jim. What happened this week? Yeah, everybody sure. was on that Grizzly. <laughs> While you on the Grizzly is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website? Yo, please hit up Digital Extreme Technologies. Stop using your Facebook page for your website because that's just not professional. <laughs> you can go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. Tell them you heard it here at the War Room, and at that point, you'll get the special hookup price. So, yo, real quick, this is not even in our rundown, but, yo, your man Kyrie Irving is out here on IG Stories posting a bunch of Malcolm X quotes. I don't know what that means. Or, <laughs> Uh-oh. Like, you mean, you're about to take on, another month off. <laughs> I don't know what he, you know, he just posted a bunch of Malcolm X quotes and, and, and pictures of Malcolm X, so I don't know. Maybe he just read the book oh, or something, shit. but shout to Kyrie Irving, because with him, you don't know what that means. Anyway, yeah. um. So listen to this one, though. So everybody knows the bowl's coming up. There's a furniture store owner. It was called Mattress Mac. He placed a $3.46 million bet on the Buccaneers to cover the 3.5 points. They are favored by a Super Bowl spread. So, you oh, see, man. You see, he ain't, he ain't put that on them to win. He just put that on them to cover. <laughs> yeah. That's a diesel I mean, bet. you know, same, yeah, same difference. But here's what I thought about. I was thinking about this, right, because – I saw this story all over the place. I was like, yo, he spent $3 million on marketing. Pretty much. Because, but you man, know, this, this is the same dude, though. He does this every time there's a big game. He does this every, every year. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's, so like, go, that's, that's his marketing Pretty budget. Much. That's his <laughs> marketing much. budget. So, Matches Mac probably get all kinds of business after these big games where he lay down that kind of dough. Um, my only my only beef with this is Mattress Mac ain't mm-hmm. do this on um on on on, on what's the name and, and put in that, that 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 promo code, man. Like you gotta do that, man. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do that. You you hear the promo every week, Mattress Mac. So, you know, next time you making one of these bets, make sure you do it in my bookie and make sure you put in the promo code War Room, all caps. One word, and uh, we'll see how we can do this. But if he wins, he'll he'll net two point seven two million dollars if Tampa covers that spread. So um, shout out to the big better. <laughs> like I said, he on the company. He he doing this with company money. So if he don't make Sorry. payroll next Yo. week, then you know why. <laughs> Yo, so um, man, uh, this is a sad story. Former NFL coach Marty Schottenheimer moved to hospice due to complications from Alzheimer's. That's just sad. I hate to hear anybody suffer with Alzheimer's. That's tough. Man, um, shout out, shout out to him. You know, you, y'all know what it's hitting for once they move you to hospice. They say in stable condition. Yeah, dog. Yeah, man. And Alzheimer's is tough in general, man. So, right. yeah. to, uh, the football coach, man, 
Ernest Biner, no ma. <laughs> Ernest Biner. Um, we already really talked <laughs> about Floyd and Logan Paul. I, you know, I don't know. Like the, the, it's been postponed, but I don't know if you guys got any more bars. Um, B. Austin, I don't know you got unlimited bars for Floyd, so I don't even know why I said that. But, yeah, uh, he gonna have us on here for that. oh two hours. Yeah, we gonna move past that. Move past that. We already talked about Floyd and so listen, these exhibitions um, and what's going to. Yeah, EA Sports has announced that they're bringing back NCAA football. This is the first time they've had it since 2014. So, you know. Yo, this is big. It has a, this game has way more fans than I think people know. I even played this game. I played it back in the ancient days. Like you said, they haven't had it since 2014. Shout out to my, to my, to my brother, Vic Nice. Because we used to play this in the apartment back in like 2000, 2001. And when you're doing this, I guess what they what, what do they call it these days? Like franchise mode? That's what they would call it in Madden. Yeah. But if you're doing this, like you're actually, when we used to play, we made our own schools and built the school up. I can imagine mm-hmm. 14 years later, like when, when the final season was out, how much more advanced that was. But, yo, that was real fun to do back then. Of course, there was controversy with this because of what we've been talking about for the last 11 years, where you're getting money off of these players and their likeness, and you're not paying them. Damn, I think that's my next why bar. the game I was about to say, my bad. I think that's why the game went under in the first place. So so talk about it, though, Jim. How, how are they going to do no. this now? You know what I'm saying? How are they well, going to bring it back with that, with that on the horizon? That's what I was about to ask you because I'm like, yo, that was my next bar. It's like I don't see anything in this announcement saying that, yo, we paying players, but <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I mean, there were a lot of lawsuits, not... a couple of lawsuits won, so we might be at a situation where if they're bringing it back, they're like, I mean, but is the decision there? Because of course they can bring it back, put random numbers and athletes on there, and, and just say it's not the dudes that's on there. Like, and NCAA all in all, the NCAA would have nerd. to allow them. The NCAA would have to allow them to profit off of it, and I think that's just a lost fight. Like they need to just let them do that. Like nobody has come up with a, a, a sound way of actually paying players to play college football and college basketball and college sports in general. But this one here is a no-brainer. Allow them to make money off their likenesses. These games will be better with these kids on it. Allow them to profit off of that. When they're selling jerseys around the school, allow them to profit off of that, man. So shout out to this, man. There's a lot of people who want to see this game back, but they have to do this the right way. So they need to get with the NCAA and make this right. <laughs> but, but shout out to to my man, um, to, to my brother. Man. I made up a school called Penn Tech University, PTU. We was nice. A couple Heisman winners. <laughs> yeah, was nice. Y'all was y'all was on it because every friend I've ever had since you got to build a whole franchise, all y'all have come through the program at at one point. <laughs> Trust me, Yo. all of y'all have come through the program Yo. at PTU. Y'all legends at PTU. PTU, PTU. <laughs> Yo. Um, another man, another sad story, man, happened. You know, um, rest in power to the absolute legend, Philadelphia legend, basketball legend, Coach yes, sir. Cheney, man. I, can't. I don't even know. Yo, man. I, I shed a tear. I shed a thug. Man, listen. I kill you. Twenty-four years as the Isles head coach. I swear, man. 
he's one of those situations where you you're somewhere for so long you start looking like the like he really started looking like an owl to me. <laughs> Shout out to my man. <laughs> yo. Yo, John Cheney, man, that's just memories, man. That's just childhood to teenage years, like memories. And great of course, man. Like Temple and just you know, person, before, man, like, before Villanova became that team in Philly, you know, before St. Joe's made their run, it was all about Temple. Like Temple was the number one college team in Philly. And I'm talking about just number one in the city and the fans' hearts because Temple, first of all, is has always been dead in the hood. So we related to that school more, even though, you know, we just it's different than Mainline and you know, Villanova and St. Yeah. Joe's, like where that stuff is. Like Temple was it. Like you, you go down to McGonagall Hall, catch the game. Aaron McKee, Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones, Rick Brunson. Mark Shaking, Bacon, Making. Rashid, even Rashid broken handle. Shout out to him. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, rest in peace, man. Definitely to a, a, a Philly legend, man. Oh, so legend. It's sad legend, to have to end the end the show on something like that. But uh, before we do yeah, go, man, but yo, we'll what happened? You guys, yeah, man. Tell us what happened in yeah, sports let, history, y'all. Definitely. I'll let y'all know what happened. This date in sports history was brought, brought to you by Sports the Book, written by War Room Sports' own Jimmy the Blueprint. If you guys are tired of reading all that other nonsense out there that they call in sports, um, yo, just make sure you check out your copy of sports. Smart people only read the sports. It's a mixture of sports, of course, hip-hop culture, because y'all know we don't do nothing without hip-hop culture, and, of course, it's going to keep you laughing. So uh, make sure y'all go out and cop that. Y'all can do that at sportsthebook.com. You can do that at warroomsports.com. Wherever you do it, just make sure you do it. Read it. You need to. All right. This date in sports history, February 4th, 1952, Jackie Robinson breaks another color barrier because this is the day he was named the first African-American executive of a major TV station, which was WNBC New York. I don't think I've heard this fact before. I didn't know this. Did y'all know this before about the Jackie Robinson? No. I I've no, never I heard this no either. So, you know, you know, they give us our little 28 days of black history month. So y'all go look this up, dig a little deeper, pass all the stuff that we know. We know Jackie Robinson was the first black player in the majors. But uh, this took it a little bit deeper, so I'm going to go do some research on this because they didn't, you know, they didn't put this in his biopic. They didn't put this in uh, either that or... Yeah, they just, wanted him, they just wanted him to be viewed as an athlete. They don't want to see anything <laughs> after the career. All right, so definitely like to give a war room salute to Jackie Robinson and this moment in history. Um, and this moment in brothers, black history. Brothers, brothers, this, 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 moment in, this moment in history... February 4th, 2014, was actually the first day that Myra slid in the Carmelo's DMs because it was 10 days before Valentine's Day, and she knew that she had to have the setup. Correct. You are right. The timing right. And shout out to our inside Myra reporter. We ain't heard from, from, from the homie in, like, at least eight years. Um Shout out to him. Right, man. He out there. I know. Shout out to Jay. He out there. Jay out in them yeah, streets. Yeah, I wonder if he cool, man. 
Listen, man. Thank right. you, brothers. Yeah, get get us out of the out of here, Jim. Because I don't know about y'all, man. Yo, my studio smelling real delicious right now. So um, yeah. Yo, shout to everybody who chimed in. Those who didn't get through, we apologize, but we are getting out of here. Tune in Sunday morning live right here on demand as we give you our final picks and analysis of the Super Bowl and our 11th annual Super Bowl pregame tailgate special. Check all of our social media pages for the live broadcast time. So until then, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your sports. And we'll see you right back here prior to SB55. Be sure to catch all of our conversations, all of our content, everything we do at our hub, which is warroomsports.com. Get my book, Sports the Book, at the same hub, which is warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.